If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip today on 1-800-938-007. Have you ever heard of cursing stones? Uh, did you know the last time the stones were turned on Inish Murray Island against Hitler, the Reich... Uh, fell, or that the ill-fated HMS Wasp was lost when it tried to evict families from Tory uh, during the famine when islanders used the cursing stone there. Well, a lecture on cursing stones of Ireland is taking place on Friday, October 28th at 11am at Cashel Library and Maura Barrett from the library joins me. Now, Maura, good morning to you. Good morning, Pan. And thanks very much for coming on to us today. You're giving this uh, lecture. Will you tell us about cursing stones? Are they pagan in origin? Yes, um, cursing stones, we probably know them better as balloon stones. Um, I don't know if you, it's like a a stone that has a a sort of a bowl-shaped depression in it Mm. in which a kind of an egg-shaped stone would fit. Um, And we we have the highest concentration of them anywhere in the world, in Ireland. They can be found all across Europe, Russia, uh, Lithuania, even in the Americas. So um, they're very, they, they date back to Neolithic times. Um, and they can be found mostly in Ireland on in ecclesiastical sites or at holy wells. Um, now, usually the ecclesiastical sites had a sort of a pre-Christian use. You know, a lot of our, mm-hmm. our older, um, sort of older monasteries had a pre-Christian use. They were, would have been used, something that was used by the Druids. So they're associated with Druidic rites. Um, so they, they had a kind of two applications. One was to curse your enemies and the other was to cure somebody. So a lot of a lot of these are still used. People, you know, they're known as wart wells or um, people use them. They, they were used to cure headaches or toothaches, that kind of thing. So they, there's a number of them around, but they're... They have quite powerful associations. Um, the, the oldest sort of known record of them was um, Cormac MacArthur, who who has associations, King Cormac MacArthur, one of the high, high kings of Ireland mm. um, from the 3rd century. Um, and he has casual associations as well. But he... Um, the, the legend goes that, that King Cormac MacArthur had a strange birth and a strange death. And he was he was raised by wolves as a child in the caves of Kesh, and he was supposed to be able to, you know, talk to the wolves. And he, you know, when he was discovered and made high king, he he brought wolves around with him, and he was able to converse with them because he knew their language. But um, he, um, it is said that he was one of three people. Um, this is way before St. Patrick or anybody who had heard of Jesus Christ in Ireland. And he was aware of this knowledge. So he wasn't that impressed with the Druids. Um, and, he, you know, he, he knew that there was another way coming that was sweeping across Europe. And he, um, they, they weren't having it. You know, there was a sort of a political to-do and the Druids were said to have cursed him. So they, they and what, what happened to him then? Oh, um, well, he he, yeah, he he had a he was you know the old tradition of high kings in Ireland. If you were injured or you had a, a scar, you couldn't be high king. Um, so or a blemish. So no. he um, he he didn't you know he didn't last very long. <laughs> 
And right. he had a strange death as well. Um, strange was his death and sta- strange was his, his birth, his boyhood and the death of this man. Right. Um, he had he, very unorthodox. He choked on a fishbone. Fishbone, yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. you know, at the time, High Kings would have been buried in Brunabonia in Newgrange. Hmm. And he specifically wanted to be buried somewhere else. Interesting. We, went, we have cursing stones in Tipperary, do we not? That's right. Yeah. Um, we do. There, there's a, there, I mean, they're everywhere. But, the, you know, there's ones that are are better known, let's say. Um, there's some in um, Turin Pecan in, in, you know, in that there's a Holy Well site there, but there's also a church site near it. And there's a, a set of, of cursing stones there. Um, they're, they're known as the butter stones. Um, there's a sort of a little cell, a circular cell, and there's this little um, ballon with two stone, two depressions in it. So the, the thinking is that one was used for cursing and the other was used <laughs> for curing. Yes, very good. Was, was there a particular script that people used for the cursing? I mean, was was there a special wording? Yeah, every every site has different uh, different things, you know, and some, there was one site, for example, in Kilmoon in County Clare, mm. that if you cursed someone, they would be left with a twisted face, you know, so they, every every site had a different thing that would happen, yeah, you know, another site might maim you or limp you or, you know, make you lame or something. But they, there was the, like, Every every site has different application, mm. and I I always say to people when I talk about them, there is no way on earth that you should ever go about doing it, um, even one way or the other, because apparently the the curses rebound on you Ooh. if you don't if right. you you know if they're not just and if you don't do them right. Maura, do you believe that some something like a stone can have that kind of uh, effect, that kind of uh, a vibe off it? Do do you think that's possible? Um, I don't know, Fran, is the short answer. Mm. Um, I know that there is this very ancient belief, you know, mm. in them. Um, and but do they have the, an energy about them or something? Uh, certainly, I believe that, that yeah. certain stones do have energies about them and certain places do, you know. I mean, yeah. I know that the one in um, the, where the HMS Wasp was lost um, on Tory Island, that, you know, that there is a false line there under the ground, you know, and that there there is and I, I suppose, I guess, if you live in a very isolated community off the coast in the middle of the Atlantic, you know, you're going to put your fate in these ancient things. Like in, mm. on Tory Island, they have like a place where you make a wish. And then on the other side, one is at the east of the island and the other is at the west of the island. One with the rising sun, one with the setting sun. And you make a wish and your wish comes true. If you manage to, you have to climb up on a certain sort of, there's a, a sort of a sea stacky type uh, tower mm. and you have to get your stone up on that. And then on Tory, the other one, it's at an ecclesiastical site on the east of the island and mm. that um, is where you would curse people. And I mean, I was, I was watching even a programme lately on TG Cahar about... Um, the islanders and Tory were looking for a new vessel to to bring them in and out, mm. you know, to the mainland. Yes, and they weren't happy with how they were being dealt with. And one of the things that they were considering was turning the stones to to make their wish come true. You know? and, and is that physically turning the stone? Yeah, there okay. there is a ritual involved now. There's a ritual involved. All of the the 
places have different rituals. You know, it involves fasting. It has to be done at a certain phase in the moon. The tone, the the stones are turned a certain way. You know, um, and it's it's very similar to people do the the you know they do the rounds of the well. Of course, you know, yeah, but it yeah. sounds much more Judic and um, pagan, doesn't it? It sounds very. But even the rounds of the well comes from that originally. Of course, it does. You know, yes, yeah, yes. like sacred wells became holy wells. You know, yes. the, all all the old Irish saints would originally have been druids. You know, yeah, and the tying the rags yeah. on the trees and all the all various of that, lovely yeah. traditions as well. Yeah, yes, and it's so. just what they sort of carried along, you know, and one, one sort of tradition became superimposed upon the other, and the belief is still there, you know. Um, I guess just the yeah. people, the, the gods they praise are different. Maybe. Sure, it's, it's yeah. in our core, I suppose. Uh, there, there's examples, I know, in the Glen of Arlo, you were saying as well, uh, St. Pecans, uh, which is just outside of care there at the well. St. Pecans, yeah. yeah. And in Berhart's Kyle as well. I don't know if you're familiar with Berhart's I, Kyle. I'm not, I don't think the so. Glen of Beautiful, beautiful site, so worth visit. Um, right. It's you know the old Kyles where where unbaptized children would have been laid to rest. Um, but Berhart was was a much older. He he was a, a saintly man who came from across from the UK, um, and he has a few sites dedicated to him. But he had a, a cell there. You know this was fourth, fifth century. You know just just bef- just as Christianity was arriving in Ireland, really. Um, yeah. And you know, there's there's a lovely well there, but there is this lovely sort of oval shaped um, place where there's lots of stones with crosses and stuff, and there is a, a curing stone or a cursing stone That's in there. So well. A listener wants to know: Do you know anything about hag stones? I have a few out in yeah. my back. I can yeah. see see right through it. It says, "Yeah, hag stones. Yes, hag stones are." These are stones that you would find on the beach that have had a, a hole worn through them. Mm. And they, you know, they have are said to have quite powerful magic as well. Mm. They're hagstones, yeah. So they used to be hung in buildings to protect against fire and sometimes people wear them around their neck. They're, they, they, there's accounts of them being protected from lawsuits, all that kind of stuff. You know, they're, you know, all the I, old I could do yeah. with those more, I can yeah. tell you. Um, so tell me, it's happening on the 28th. Is it in the library it's happening? It's in the library, yeah, right. at 11 o'clock. 11 on, o'clock in the morning. the morning yeah. of the 28th, mm-hmm. so it's our Halloween thing. And in the afternoon we have... Um, a story time at half three for for children before they break up for school. Oh, so, very good. Do you have the yeah. book or can you just turn it? Yeah, please do because we just need to know for numbers because yes. we book out very fast for things here. And we have, you know, we only have so many spaces. So please just... And, and how can you book more? Just call us 062-63825. Six three eight two two five five. Okay. For either event. Yeah. All right, Maura. And, all, and we're delighted to see you. Oh, always we'll good to talk to you, Maura. Thank you very Likewise, much indeed. Ben. Look, look after you. yourself, and thank you. Oh. Bye bye, you know, Maura Barrett there from Cashel Library, and uh, the Cursing Stones. That's it uh, from me. Thanks to uh, Emma who produced and thanks to uh, Ali who looks after her content. Huge amount of text into us today, so thank you for that. We'll talk to you tomorrow and uh, don't forget that uh, uh, Owen is on the way sitting in for Stephen and they're live from the opening of Yisk. That's uh, J-Y-S-K in uh, Clanmel, a brand new store, brand new business in the town, so we want to wish them the very, very best indeed. Look after yourselves. Bye-bye. 
Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie Saving 